This is Engage Governance, the podcast series from the Chartered Governance Institute, UK and Ireland. In this podcast, I'm talking to Sharon Constanson, CEO of Genius Boards, about the importance of communication, empathy and trust in the boardroom. Sharon, could you introduce yourself and give us an overview of the themes we're covering today? Thank you, Rachel. Uh, I am Sharon Constanson. I am CEO of Genius Boards, which is a board evaluation company. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of communication. We liken that to the ability of the dolphin, who can communicate over huge distances and its messages are clearly heard by its colleagues. And we would like to see boards today um, looking forward, being far better at communicating with one another. And therefore, we will liken some of our uh, analogies to that of the capabilities of the dolphin. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you for that, Sharon. So what skills do you think are needed um, to be a universal communicator with the board, um, such that the company secretary strives to be, and also between board members? I think we start with the opposite of the word communication. We start with Mm. the word listen. Mm -hmm. It is so critical to listen and to hear and to understand what the communicator was trying to get across. Not what we think they said, not what we want them to say, Mm. is to actually genuinely listen with both ears and our brain engaged and to be able to respond when we have finished listening and have collated our thoughts rather than trying to override, butt in and stop other people trying to complete the point they want to get across, which is give other people fair airtime to complete their sentences. It's really important within a board environment for communication to be fair and balanced between all the directors, to make sure they all have an equal amount of time to speak to their point. So I think it's important from a chairman's point of view is to give everybody a fair, safe place in which they can speak that will not be interrupted. Now, that takes a bit of leadership, but once the rest of the board learn the rules of the the road, they will stop interrupting and allow each person to have what is commonly stated as at least three minutes to get across the point. So we've got to learn to stop trying to answer until we've heard everything, because we might actually change the answer we were formulating in our minds. Um, So... Communication is really, really critical, and we need to also consider that communication is not just what we say, it's what we think, written across our faces, and what we show through our bodies. Mm. So our hand movements, our eye movements, um, the way we engage physically in the conversation, as well as mentally, and as well as with our ears and our mouths. So I think communication is a very holistic thing if we're going to talk about the real ability to do it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you think company secretaries can improve themselves as communicators, um, both both in, in speaking and in writing? I'm going to start with the latter part of your point mm. as to how company secretaries can improve the written word and then I'll address mm. the spoken word. Mm-hmm. The advice I would give to company secretaries is to address the point in question. Very straightforward in simple language. 
uh, with evidence references where it's needed so that you can get the buy-in from that kind of director because some directors want proof and other directors want the story and the values. Mm. So it's very important that we cater to all directors. The one value that company secretaries really bring in the written word, and I see this time and time again, is in the quality of the board papers that come from Mm. the executive. I often see quite junior company secretaries who can write far better because they know what the ear is, they know what the mind is that's that's receiving them, Mm. and can send back papers saying, stop selling your product, Mm. tell us about the problems that we need to address in your executive role. So it's it's changing the narrative around that the it's not about selling to the board. Remember, mind the executive are not there to show and tell. Mm. They're there to engage the minds of the board to their benefit. So how do they turn that story around? And company secretaries are really good at helping uh, executives to get the pitch of and the content of their papers succinct, short, and to the point, and making it very clear what's expected of the director. Mm. So that's the one part around the written bit. The other bit around the written uh, word is the minutes, probably one of the most important documents that exists aligned to every meeting. It's very important to have a very good quality agenda to which the company secretary is party of. But once you actually have the conversation is to encapsulate that entire content in a way that you haven't verbatim produced the minutes in 300 pages and equally you haven't done a one pager these are the four decisions we took Mm. because that doesn't work either we need something in between that evidences the challenge the pushback the journey that the board has gone on to get to the outcomes next steps whatever it might be the board has now defined as the next part of that journey even if it was purely a discussion for the value of the board executives when we come to the spoken word i find the more senior company secretaries are more eloquent and Mm. able to express themselves better generally and this comes down to two things one what is their dna are they a wise owl if you have a wise owl doesn't matter how young they are They are able to express themselves with absolute confidence because they know their facts and they speak with clarity and with um, empowered speech because they know what they're talking about. The other aspect we find is when people are junior is they feel um, a bit overwhelmed Mm. by the board directors who are the most important people from Mm. a seniority point of view and can sometimes take a couple of years to realize they are equals. So it's empowering them to have that um, voice and ability to be an equal to their peers. And that requires knowledge, training, um, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about communicating to wider in, uh, internal stakeholders um, to help them understand what the company secretary role is, as well as external stakeholders? Um, sometimes many of us wish the name company secretary wasn't company secretary. Mm-hmm. If you could imagine a seesaw and yeah. you have the fulcrum of a seesaw and you have the board and the executive on the one side and you have the rest of the company on the other side and in between sits what we call the governance fulcrum and mm-hmm. that is where the company secretary sits in the middle of everybody able to understand the agendas of both sides of the equation, being able to speak both languages and to be able to bridge that governance gap 
that so easily exists between the two where the exec might not communicate fully what the board is saying in the tone of the board and the um, the internal stakeholder might not be able to get their voice up to the executive in a way the executive are going to listen. That immediately brings in where the company secretary acts is in translating the mm. speech, the objectives, the desires of the two parties such that the communication lands and gets received in the way that it is planned. So it's a very strong uh, fulcrum role that they play. And if you can imagine getting that balance between the messages from both sides being given and received equally competently, Mm. that is what we're looking for uh, in a company secretary being that translator. Um, If you could imagine a dolphin sending messages over vast distances Mm. of the ocean, it's very similar to landing that message so that it is understood as planned. That's a really useful analogy. Um, and, and so how at the beginning of a, of a company secretary's career could they um, start to build those strong relationships with board members that would en- enable them to play that role? Mm, interesting, because it'll be it's something they should start when they within the company secretarial department before they become the board sports secretary mm. is getting very involved, demanding, pushing, ensuring they get involved in direct induction, getting opportunities to observe board meetings, um, offer to take the minutes so that the company secretary doesn't have to take the minutes and therefore become the minute taker. You shouldn't mm. have the company secretary as a minute taker. The company should be a participant in the board meetings. Mm. So as a junior, put yourself into the places that will get you into that room, get you to Mm. go and take the resolutions to the chairman. You will engage with them. You can take over those responsibilities. That calls you to be in touch with the the board directors, even if it's as simple as getting a round-robin resolution sorted remotely. I mean, Even that is engagement, Mm. where people will then learn that you actually are capable, you do things, you get them done, which is a very critical part of the uh, company secretarial role. And to be able to communicate what is being done, and first of all, what's needed, the journey and the completion. So that's part of the communication message that we're looking for company secretaries to evidence their capability. And they are the resilient doers. They mm-hmm. get things done. So they almost become the seamless glue between behind everything. So behind every chairman is a very strong company secretary that just turns the cacophony of the orchestra into a symphony. And they just make things happen in such a seamless way. The room is right. The environment is right. The timing mm-hmm. is right. The duration of the agenda is right. The priorities of the agenda is right. All these very critical things, they are communicating and doing and delivering very, very competently. They're trusted to ensure that the board can be effective. What communications um, are typically the most difficult for a company secretary um, to, to master in relation to their communications with the board? I think probably the most difficult for most company secretaries is to ensure their full value is understood without trying Mm. to blow their own trumpet. (laughs) How do you communicate your competence and your capability? You have to do it through delivery. You can't do it by standing on the soapbox saying, look how clever I was. Mm. So asking for promotion 
being present so that you are not overlooked for promotion, being given the opportunities to take on a bigger remit because you're capable without asking for it because that's mm. very, very difficult. So it's how do you find yourself being able to have an empowered conversation in a way that people respect the fact that you can take on more? And if you take on more, obviously, so you get promoted and so you end up with the all the accoutrements that come with promotion, so mm -hmm. you'll be getting as well, um, which is a lot more responsibility, which if you're up for it, that's what you've got to do. Mm -hmm. So, so often you've got to deliver ahead of being recognized and finding out at what point in your career you need to ask to be recognized. Every company is so different and mm -hmm. so unique and every industry offers different challenges, is at what point do you need to move to enhance yourself? And that in itself is a difficult conversation to have with your chairman mm. or with your CEO as to why you are jumping ship in their mm. view mm -hmm. and you are moving on. And you need to, there is points in your career where you need to move on, but you need to move on for the right reason, either because you'll never be recognized or you need something bigger because you have grown beyond the current environment. While you're in a learning place, uh, company secretaries are often known as the uh, legacy knowledge of a business. Mm -hmm. And often company secretaries in tenure exceed that of most directors. I was doing some research today for something I'm delivering on um, female chairs. Mm -hmm. And the average duration on the FTSE of a female chairman is 3.3 years. Company secretaries, on average, are many, many fold that number mm -hmm. of years. Yeah. And in some go into the 15s, 20 plus. Yeah. But only when at a point in their career will they stabilize in an environment. But while they're climbing the ladder, uh -huh. those difficult conversations they need to have. Other difficult conversations will be around um, coaching a chair or a CEO who is not stepping up to the plate as, as competently as they should or could. And how do you have that conversation without creating your own exit resignation letter that mm. you hadn't planned? Uh, that you are respected for the advice that you are giving. Mm. I've seen a company secretary um, ahead of a roadshow for a, a year-end um, announcement of the figures uh, ahead of the AGM actually coaching the chair and the finance director and the CEO on what to say mm. and what not to say. So just think of the power that individual has mm of the communication that is going out from that board, those three people, and the SID sometimes is included in that. Mm. How do you get a uniform message? And that communication invariably comes directly out of the company secretary. Ahead of an AGM, who puts together the most awkward questions that the um, members might or shareholders might ask? The company secretary. Mm. Again, communicating and thinking ahead for the boards that they're not caught left-footed. Mm -hmm. um, and you talked about difficult conversations. Um, how do you think a company secretary can help a chair to understand that something needs to change mm -hmm. in, in the boardroom dynamics? And how could they support the chair in making that change? Mm -hmm. I think that's a... 
uh, an influence role mm-hmm. rather than a challenge role. I think it is a journey of conversations. Um, say, for example, the uh, chairman is coming up towards end of tenure, is starting to talk about long-term sustainability of the business, mm. uh, talking about the entrepreneurial, creative leadership the company mm. requires, both contained within the primary five uh, principles of our UK Corporate Governance Code. Mm. You can start talking about the governance gap that this board has on those two elements, not talking to the individual, talking about mm. the board. And then you can start talking about leadership of one of the committees, for example, where one of the chairs is very efficient and dynamic and very energized and they've got a new agenda and they've turned things upside Mm. down and they're really thinking creatively and aspiring to that as being really positive for the organization. And over time, blending it around to if you did X, it would be more energizing like so-and-so rather than and then start, the person's either going to step up and get mm. you're going to get what you want, or they're going to start to realize that time for refresh is important. Mm. And you need to bring along that journey the chair of the nominations committee, which, as mm. I've said, should never be the board chair, which 86% of the time is the board chair. Mm. So this is a journey that all companies are going through is to make that change. And in that case, you have to turn to the senior independent director. Mm-hmm. for support on that uh, transition, which won't happen in one conversation. It will happen over time when the person is with dignity treated in the way you would want to be treated when you know that journey to termination is coming, mm-hmm. uh, that you respect them in every way for everything they are. They will still feel personally vindicated, mm-hmm. absolutely, but you've got to really look after the human in the process Mm. they've done a good job they've served your board respect them Mm -hmm. and how do you make that transition journey for them very valuable and often it's to give them a consultancy role back on a specific capability they have yes is a way of doing it for example if that's what the business needs Mm -hmm. yes that does make a lot of sense um and in terms of understanding the, the human um as you mentioned um what skills do you think you need to be able to read the specific needs of, of um, individual people? Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, if a board member prefers technical details um, or one that just wants the, the headlines, the overview of a particular issue, how do you mm-hmm. get a sense for what will work best? One is you're a good listener mm-hmm. and you've worked it out because you understand a framework that you've chosen. For example, Myers-Briggs is one everybody knows. It's mm. not the only one. Find a framework, assess yourself, whether you are the chair or whether you are the company secretary or CEO. And in assessing yourself and understanding how the framework works, you can assess your others without them actually doing the exercise. You can pretty much guess where they might fit. Mm. And if more than that is required to get the collective to go on this journey of um, understanding each other, is all do the same assessment Mm. and use that as a heat map way of learning to work with one another with a degree of facilitation from an expert in that field. That's the one end of the journey. The other end of the journey is literally just learning yourself 
what the different characters are. Mm. And then if you're the company secretary, how would you support the chair not to have to go through that whole learning you did because they don't mm. have time? Mm. How do they get the learning outcomes based on the individuals they have around the table? So you have audit chair. This is the kind of personality we have. They're likely to want the detail. They're mm. comfortable with numbers. They can work with graphs, but words are not necessarily their strength. Here we've got somebody who is a governance specialist, very good with words, putting together a case. Uh, then you've got somebody who sales, who's looking at leading indicators and graphs only. That's the most mm. important. And where does the commission fit in, of course? So <laughs> it's working out what are the things that drive those individuals to listen and mm. to engage. And if the company secretary can go to the chair and say, this topic that we've got on the board is about risk. Now, we've got that specific person who has industry knowledge and a high uh, alertness to risk. Why don't you ask them about X, Y, and Z? You might find we get some insights. So it will only be when there's new directors, new nuances, new topics, new complexities, new elephants in the room that us dolphins mm. then need to make sure that we're supporting everyone to communicate. And the, the company secretary can equally help the senior independent director to listen to the voice of the non-execs. Non-execs mm. might not want to talk to the chairman. They might not want to talk to the company secretary, but they're very happy to talk to the senior independent director who, if chosen correctly by the nominations committee, has the respect of the chair and is able to then have that adult conversation on behalf of the collective. Mm. So these are all the communication skills mm. that we as people around the table can apply without having to headbutt. Genius Board specializes in board evaluations from a behavioral perspective, addressing directly boardroom dynamics, therefore boardroom effectiveness. Do you think there's any tricks that, that can be deployed to help an individual like the company secretary build trust amongst their fellow board members? I would say the most important way or lesson for them to take on board is how does the other person work? Mm -hmm. How are they thinking? What's important to them? What are their communication skills? Are they uh, numbers people? Are they color people? Are they smell people? Are they touch people? You know, somebody says, I heard something. Somebody says, I sense something. Now, if you say to somebody, I heard it, mm. and they're a sensing person, they've, they've missed what you've said, believe it or not. Mm. So it's understanding what um, hooks that individual has that you can hook onto that they will hear, listen, respond to. And then use that language to them so they are mm. hearing, seeing, feeling a mirror to themselves. Okay. That will build the trust. So you as the company secretary, is the chameleon. Mm -hmm. And you are being a different color to each board director because you are being them so that they can trust you. And however odd that sounds, mm. we actually do that all the time. We will mimic words that somebody has yeah. just used back to them. We do it naturally. We are chameleons. Mm -hmm. But if you do it consciously as a company secretary, you'll manage to match all the people you're having to deal with, not just a handful of the more obvious. Do you think you need to balance that with being authentic? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, the most important thing we are dealing with here is 
communicating and being trusted mm-hmm. and listening. What we're not trying to be is somebody else. Because mm-hmm. if we're trying to be something else, we will definitely not come across as authentic and we will never be trusted. So mm. you are working within a framework that is you, but yes. you are listening to their hooks and their triggers and their um, focal point. That doesn't mean you are being somebody different. So you are not you are changing the terminology you might use or the approach. So mm. if you were a fast-thinking person, I'd tell you very quickly, step one, two, three, four, and you'd say, great, Mm. I get it. Next person is a reflective system two thinker, Mm. and we'll talk about a topic, and we'll discuss it, and we'll discuss it, and we'll think about it, and maybe even only tomorrow or a week later will we take that conversation to the next level. That's still being very authentic, Mm. but I've worked out how that person can absorb the four stages of this conversation. And it may take a week, it may take four minutes. It's more about your mode of delivery rather than the Mm. message itself. You're not trying to change your personality and you're not trying to create a bias towards them and influence that's inappropriate. Uh, We never, ever want to be inappropriate in the way we influence people because that's how the mafia work and all these other Mm -hmm. kinds of negative bodies. Um, What we're doing is, is we're doing it in an authentic, for good manner. Yes, um, and always retaining our who we are as an individual, mm-hmm. and it's a very valuable question that you ask because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people it's difficult to understand the kinds of things we've talked about because uh, it really is important to stay in your own shoes. Do you think this, in particular, um, skill set that we've talked about, being able to build trust while remaining authentic, is particularly important when it comes to that role of company secretaries as being the keeper of secrets? Um, the the confidant, um, does it help them to create the safe environment for colleagues so that they have the confidence to discuss everything with them? Yes, um, it is so, so, so critical. It's, it's uh, if you could imagine that seesaw again, they're sitting mm. in that seesaw where they're not moving. They're the consistent party to everything, doesn't matter what the seesaw is doing. So as the good and the bad and the information is flowing, so they stay stable. They receive the information and they deal with the information and they manage the individual who shared the information with them in a respectful, um, empowered way. So the person feels they've done the right thing, which is Mm. really, really critical. It sounds really obvious, but people will forget that bit. Mm. It's really important to recognize the value of the risk the individual has taken to share either the fact that they are not in a well-being space Mm. or that they've heard information that really is putting the company at reputational risk if something's not done about it, two ends of a spectrum. One is very personal and one is very relevant to the future perception and profitability and sustainability of the company. Mm. Others might come and share personal information about their colleagues that's got nothing to do with the business and should Mm. never be shared and stays with the company secretary and never gets outside that secrets box. If it's burning that individual up, they need Mm. to go somewhere to share it, knowing it won't go any further, that it's safe off their shoulders because it was burning them up, and let somebody else decide how to deal with that kind of information. Um, So it's not the tattletaling. If you can't manage that secret 
then you have to share it. And yeah. Invariably, the only person you can share it with safely is the company secretary. Yes. And uh, in that context, is there ever a time there when the company secretary needs to speak up on a subject or a problem that they feel is affecting um, the um, uh, the effectiveness of the board? <clears throat> I have seen that where it's needed to be done. It's not often that it's really sort of a hand grenade reality that it, it, it's going to blow up if they don't. Usually it's a nuanced aspect that they need to manage rather than mm. share the secret. But um, sometimes if you've got a really obtuse individual in terms of their behavior or objective or goal, that sometimes the company secretary needs to speak up and say to the chairman, for example, this person, for whatever we try, will never fit into this board. And therefore, mm. we will never be effective until we make the difficult decision that we, somebody's mm. got to move on. And that is probably one of the most awful conversations a company secretary needs to have because they put themselves at risk, mm. uh, that they are the messenger of the news and therefore perceived to be the only one that thinks that way, which is yeah. never the case. So it's very difficult being the messenger because you get shot down. Mm. And it's making sure that they can have that relationship of trust with the chair, senior, independent director, CEO, all three they need to build that relationship of trust, that they can share the important information that is mission critical to the business, mm. or to address the difficult conversation that everyone else is avoiding. So once again, we're coming back to that, that wisdom and knowledge of communication that we see within a dolphin, that they mm. know what's right. And mm. that, and I really call on chairs to, to draw on that skill. So what do you think are some of the um, common facets of, of uh, great business leaders that when, when you're doing that exercise of assessing whether this person will be good for the business, that, that you could be looking for and then um, translating across the board? And the first mm. word that comes to me is humility, mm -hmm. self-recognition. Do I know who I am and what I'm capable of? Am I a learner? Can I learn? Can I work within a team without trying to bully, lead, overpower? Will that person sit within a team as a link in the chain without always having to be the most important person? Um, is their knowledge aligned? But mm. the most important is, has the person got the EQ, the IQ? Uh, they are various. I talk about 10 quotients, but we won't try and go through all 10 now. Mm. Mm -hmm. One of the ones that I talk about is, have they got an aligned set of morals? Is their moral compass aligned to the business? Mm. And another one that's really important is their political quotient. Yeah. Mm. Can they fit in? to this political environment and survive and um, flourish, but equally support the team to be better than it was before they joined. And talking of politics, how, how then would a company secretary themselves learn to navigate politics, you know, bordering politics? Uh, I think the, the analogy of walking on eggshells might be something mm. we both aligned to immediately. Mm. Um, I think here the comment we've we've talked about a little bit earlier is being authentic to oneself, 
to being able to communicate in a language that the other person can understand. If you could do those two things as a company secretary, be the, the dolphin competent communicator, that people will respect and listen. And that's all you're looking for to actually navigate. Also, at the same time, know what other people's political agendas are mm. so that you can navigate within them. You can't, you can't do that in a vacuum. You have to do it in a knowledge of the other agendas that are being played. It's up to the executive, if they're looking to get an outcome from their board, is to work out how not to press the wrong triggers, how not to derail the conversation do you think it's possible to navigate politics without engaging in them? Yes, I do think you can. Uh, very much so, because you stay, you don't, as a company secretary, and I'm using this as the first role to describe, mm. as the company secretary, you have one, one mission, and that's the effectiveness of the organisation, its long-term sustainability. Very few company secretaries have personal agendas. It's just mm -hmm. not in their remit other than to improve the governance and to improve the effectiveness. But mm. they don't have agendas in the same way a finance person, a CEO or a chair might have. Mm. So because they are outside of the board as well, they are not a board director. So they don't have that sort of position, that chair to protect. They can be a lot more authentic immediately. Mm. So therefore, their ability to navigate everybody else's chairs is great because you don't have a chair to move around them. You can walk, mm. you can walk between mm -hmm. them. So it creates a fluidity and a engagement of being able to speak to everybody very quickly and easily because that, that's the role they can do. And they can work out where the, the, the common view is and then deal with that common view or particularly mm. a outlier and be able to handle them quite easily. So I think company secretaries can very quickly learn to navigate in a positive way uh, without any problem whatsoever. Mm. They have to have the right DNA themselves first. Otherwise, mm. you're not going to get anywhere. So thinking about what what their DNA is, um, how do you think a company secretary can understand their own level of empathy um, as something that might help them to be effective? Um, as well as that of the board as a whole? Um, the best way to find out how effective you're being is to ask somebody. And that's mm. the most difficult thing. We don't like doing that. Mm. But it's wonderful and very empowering to ask the directors one-in-one -on, -one on private conversations where you don't feel um, victimised in any way. It's mm. to say, how good am I? And how could I be better? And do I engage with you in the best way you want me to? Mm. That is the best way to find out how well you're doing. As on the other side of the fence, you are the best way to judge the collective board and the individual board members the other way around because you can witness them all in equal mm. in the way they are contributing towards the common cause. So they can very, very effectively be the judge of the degree of empathy that the board has. And to say to somebody, you're a bad communicator is not necessarily the most empathetic way of discussing mm. the conversation. A company secretary could manage that by saying, if we addressed a certain circumstance and we asked these three questions, we'd probably get a better outcome in terms of what we want to learn or what we want to understand or what assumptions they might be making as an executive. So instead of saying, 
you need to be empathetic. You need to be caring. You need to have all the soft skills because mm. a whole bunch of people on this planet will go, ooh, that's pink, <laughs> fluffy stuff. I don't want anything to do with it. Tell them what to ask. Tell them the kind of questions that will work. Mm. They'll write them down and they'll use them and all of a sudden it will become second nature and they will have <laughs> learned to apply empathy not without you telling them that's what they're doing. Um, and in terms of that dolphin skill set or ability, mm-hmm. um, are there any other key traits there that um, are really important to think about in terms of um, boardroom effectiveness? The one that comes to mind um, as you ask that is if I think of a dolphin, you think of kindness, mm. you think of warmth, you think of gentleness, mm. uh, you think of big but caring. So I would say with that communication comes the humanity, uh, the people skills, the making people feel safe, looking after people, nurturing them, um, the growth of the human being, which is something COVID has brought for us. The mm. pandemic has allowed us to talk about humans, humans' needs, our needs, other people's needs, the dual engagement of two people's requirements. And I think that listening to the human talking behind the facts and supporting the human that exists behind the mm. bravado, behind the role, uh, so that the person is safe that the person is cared for and mm. feels respected, uh, praised. You know, it, it's so so cheap to give, and mm. I didn't mean it the way that sounded. Yeah. It It is something that doesn't cost us money, but it costs us awareness to notice it and a moment's focus to deliver it. And if we can do that, I think that kindness, empathy, respect for the human being Mm. that are filling the roles around us, I think we'll be a much better communicator and a much better Mm. dolphin. Well, thank you very much, um, Sharon. I think that's really interesting to think about um, this in the context of the the pandemic, because I think you're right that there is a greater willingness to think about the human being that is in the role and the challenges that they they face um, in a broader context and how all of that feeds into their effectiveness in their role. And that's been a really interesting discussion about how understanding that better can help the company secretary to um, allow the board to be the most effective that it can be. So thank you very much for your insights. Thank you very much. And that was a fantastic summary, uh, Rachel. I couldn't do better. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you. you. No, that's absolutely so spot on the money. engage governance look out for more podcasts coming soon we would like to thank our sponsors and experts for supporting the launch of the engage governance podcast series to access more podcasts and other useful governance tools like our guidance notes blogs and articles please visit www.cgi.org.uk